Wine and Shine Podcast, Episode 3. But so irrational. And I'm not saying that to be mean. No, but it is. But also my fears are rational. If I eat a piece of chocolate cake, I'm not not going to go go have a panic attack. Yeah, I'm not going to like... I'll go crazy with joy. (laughs) Right. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers. But we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to Wine and Shine Podcast. On our third episode today, we're going to be talking about all of the many different diets that are out there and what works for us what we've tried and doesn't work for us, what is maybe working for you. You know, there's so much out there in terms of paleo and ketogenic and And vegan and vegetarianism and stuff and calorie tracking. And, you know, how does that compare versus just choosing whole foods and a healthy lifestyle overall with a little bit of patience and grace for yourself when you make mistakes. So. Exactly. There are so many options and not everybody's body is going to respond to the same diet choice. Exactly. So I think this episode, we just want to have some organic conversation about what works for us. What hasn't worked for us. What hasn't worked for us and just different things we've been researching regarding the topics. Because I know specifically, I've gotten really into reading about all of the different diet and lifestyle choices. Um, and I've kind of settled on one that's good for me. And I know that's not exactly what's right for you. I'm still I'm still navigating my way because I really struggle with, I've had calorie counting so ingrained in how mm-hmm. I live my life that I don't know how to shake it. And I would like to give myself a little more leeway. And I personally am really struggling with just keeping a healthier body image and maybe ditching the whole, I have to weigh X amount of pounds and look a certain way that really my body isn't meant to look. Yeah. I think the whole other side of this conversation today is that the whole reason we kind of focus on what our diet should be and you know our calorie counting mm-hmm. is because we're concerned about our body image. When it really should be changed and switched to, I just want to feed myself what makes me feel good. And what happens to my body is what happens to my body as a result. Yeah, exactly. So, but before we get into all of this, we have a delicious wine. Gotta drink that wine. We are reviewing today. Um, Yeah, so we are reviewing Colby Red, California Red Blend. 2014. 2014. I picked it up at Walgreens. Shout out Walgreens. Not one on every corner. <laughs> well, it is on the corner of my street. <laughs> so I guess we should probably prep in saying that Liz had date night tonight. It's Friday night. Yes, we usually she did. record on a, a nice Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But Liz had date night. She texted me and said, half a bottle of champs. That's all it said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, Oh, nice. You're going to bring bo- you're gonna bring a bottle no, of champagne. No, I'm going to drink a bo- half a bottle of champs. She had had a half a bottle of champagne. It was great. Well, I am going to confess that I popped open the Colby Red. And- yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it was not... We didn't do any like uncorking when I got here. No, so. I did. I've had, I had a glass of this waiting for Liz to arrive to do our podcast today. And I have to say, it is my favorite so far. I really, really like it. See, it was just meh for me, but if you really? feel passionately about uh, it, I mean, I'm a red I'll go girl. With you. I'm a red girl, though. 
I I like reds, but I kind of like mine a little earthier and drier than this. This is sweet. Yeah. I kind of, when I get a red, I want it to be like straight up red. I straight like up both. See, I like both. Bold red. I, like for me, if because it's my Friday night and Cody is out, I don't know, hanging with the guys tonight. So I'm going to enjoy some some me time mm-hmm. with my book tonight. Which you love. What is that book again? The uh, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. I'm next. Total recommendation. How, how much longer you oh, got? Oh, I'm like halfway through. I just got it a couple of days ago. Oh, perfect. So next week, I could start. Oh my gosh, Great. guys. It is so, so, so good. Yeah, if you're looking for just a nice, inspirational read that airs on the side of spirituality, it's all about transferring your fear to love. And I'm just, I'm eating it up. It's like my jam. So side note, next book I want to read is Shonda Rhimes, you know, creator mm-hmm. of Grey's Anatomy. She has a book about, I forget what it's called, but it's something about like for a whole year, she just said yes to stuff. Mm. And it's about the wild ride of a year she had saying yes to the craziest things. That's next. I'm going to buy that, I think. I have a lot of books. I know. On my list. But back to the wine. Back to that wine. Yeah, so I think it's it's sweet. It runs, it goes down really smoothly. I'd say a medium, medium bodied. And Mm -hmm. I said I got some tartness, which I think maybe cherry- yeah, I don't get berry. the tart for some reason. Just, maybe it's the way it's hitting on my tongue. But I don't know. I I like, I taste raspberry. What are people saying on Vivino? This dude says, I would have to say that this is just blah. All right, Bruno. Not Shut feeling, up, Bruins. Not feeling your opinion. Uh, Elizabeth says a ruby red fruit noted. Okay. Yeah. Mildly, Mildly sweet. sweet. Yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. No oak. See, I like oaky, which didn't used to be the case. I used to drink straight up just like Moscato. And right. now I like the some really stuff. full-bodied, aggressive wines. So this isn't your first choice, but I would drink no, it again. It's fine. Oh, I'm going to continue to drink it. You know what? Did we mention that this wine, each bottle, each bottle that you purchase goes to help heart charities? Well, that's isn't nice. Isn't that super sweet? I will definitely buy this again because of that. I didn't even know it when I originally bought the wine. I think, as we've mentioned, you know, we're on Vivino Wine and Shine podcast. Please follow us. I would rate this wine, and I know you're going to differ from me. I would give it a three. I would give it a four. Should we split the difference? Let's do it. 3.5. All right. On Vivino, 3.5 to the Colby Red. And done. Boom. All right, moving on. So I think we probably should chat a little bit about our backstories with diet and nutrition and calorie counting. Yeah. So my story, when I was growing up, I really did not like the way that I looked. I was always trying to, I thought that I was too short. I thought that I was too pudgy, like all of this stuff. You're I know, so cute. I though. know you say that. I know you're a good friend. But in my mind, maybe it was body dysmorphia. I don't know. I just was always kind of trying to perfect myself. Mm-hmm. So I just did restriction, really, in like ele- or elementary, not elementary, like middle school, high school years. I think I just tried to cut things out. Like I would do no bread, or I would do no butter, or I would say, I can't have any junk food. That's just what I did. I don't even think I thought of it as calorie counting. I just was restricting myself from bad foods. Mm -hmm. What did you do? I, my route was not healthy. I've struggled with mine for a long time. I, 
Um, I did crazy things. Like I was, I was crazy. Um, you were crazy. Don't say I, crazy. Give well, yourself more self-love. I had some struggles with, you know, I was a very pudgy kid. And I think it was honestly, to be frank, I think that I just hadn't developed like a lot of my peers had. Like I think I went through puberty later. Mm-hmm. And so the way my body was shaped, it was just different. But, you know, it was, it was round. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't have that hourglass going on. Well, you, you know. were also probably like 15 at this time. Yeah, right? but I mean, that's about when that starts to happen. And Right. And it's also when you start to recognize other people's bodies. Yeah. Maybe shaping the way that you want. So. Would have wanted yours to shape. I did a lot of, you know, I wouldn't eat very much. I would do. I did a lot of over exercising. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of like six, seven mile runs. Um, I did a lot of really unhealthy things, some... So you went to extremes. I did. When you were younger. I actually had to to go see someone because I, I was making bad dietary choices and my mom found out. Really? Yeah. Have we ever even talked about that before? I don't know. I don't know if we have. Yeah, I had to go see a therapist because I was writing in my diary about how I felt about myself and some of the things I did. I experimented a little bit with some bulimic tendencies and some starvation tendencies. And I got really, I, well, I think we've talked about this before. I got validated when I lost a lot of weight in a really unhealthy Mm -hmm. way. And so to continue that, I just, you know, didn't, didn't do things the right way. And I mean, it took, it took a couple of years for me to get out of it, but I eventually, I mean, that's why my whole story has been up, down, yeah. up, down, up, down. And it's really just like mentally okay, mentally not okay. Like my story, I don't think, I don't think I really was affected too much mentally by the whole body image diet thing. I just was kind of blissfully unaware. I, I wanted to look better. So I thought, like my thing was changing to low fat cheese and changing to sugar-free cookies mm-hmm. and changing to light ranch. I thought that somehow I was better. Like I was well, feeding my doing, body what it needed at that time. If you're doing a, a calorie restricted diet, right. that's going to be less. Yeah. Those are all going to be less calories than, than the regular versions. And even with working out. So I didn't even start working. out. I mean, I played soccer throughout my whole life. Well, I quit freshman year of high school. But I mean, I was active. Mm-hmm. And even in high school, I would just run a little bit. I mean, I wasn't really crazy into working out. I Again, I was like blissfully unaware of how that could maybe affect my body, I guess. I just was trying to fill myself with like sugar-free and fat-free stuff and maybe going on a run once in a while and just like checking out my stomach in the mirror every day to see if it looked flatter. Just thinking about us and like mental images of where we were in this time, it makes me really sad. That mm-hmm. this is the life that we were choosing for ourselves at such a young age. And I know we've talked about that before, like the media influence on our body image. And, and we've had those it's conversations huge. before. It's sad that we felt the need to, I mean, not just, I'm not saying eat, you know, 10 pies. <laughs> right. <laughs> but go I to mean, Taco Bell and get six bean burritos. But it's sad that we felt that we needed to either go to extremes or do all these little fad diet things to, I mean, at the age of 15 or so young. And something in our minds told us that that was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until, honestly, a couple of years ago where 
I really began researching about nutrition and what our body needs and what women's body needs, women's bodies need. And it's so skewed from my old view of what I thought my body had needed to be healthy and fit. Yeah. Your body needs fat. Women need fat. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely you mentioned do. low fat. And to me, my biggest enemy is, and one thing I'm trying to cut out is sugar. The amount of added sugar that's in stuff is insane. It's I mean, it's, it's everywhere. So I think that's that's been my adoption lately is, well, I haven't been good at practicing it, but I, I would like to start being better with cutting out sugar and adopting more of a whole foods attitude versus I still fall into calorie counting all the time. I was going to say, do you still use my fitness pal to I calorie count? I don't. And I actually need to delete it because it reminds me every day, like you have not logged your breakfast. I know. It's, I, I lost weight. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I, I yo-yo all the time. And now it's just a smaller degree of yo-yo. I'm, I'm heavier right now than I have been in a while. I hate heavier. Don't use the word heavier. I'm full-bodied like a wine, like a fine wine. I'm fuller-bodied. <laughs> okay, I guess that has a nicer like connotation about it. I just I, don't like when people are like, I'm heavy. Like heavy? No, that's not. I'm I don't like that word. Thicker? No, okay. <laughs> Let's go back to the full-bodied wine. I, I'm a, I weigh a little more right now. There you go. But recently I had lost, I think it was last, not this past summer, but the summer before. I was pretty, I had lost quite a bit of weight and I was counting, you know, every single thing that I put in my body. And I personally just have to really watch that because, you know, with with eating disorders, they're never really gone. They, it's, it's kind of tucked away into mm-hmm. a little spot in your brain that you're not triggering and right so now. If I get, so if I get on something that I'm too obsessive about, like cutting something out or mm-hmm. I'm going to work out X amount of days a week or I'm going to count everything, like once I start following falling into those patterns yeah. where I'm getting fixated on something, that's when I have the things could potentially, and they haven't. I mean, I haven't had those issues, I don't think, to the degree I had then in a really, really long time. You know what's interesting to me? I feel like a lot of women have had some sort of battle, whether or not you call it an eating disorder or not. Body dysmorphic. I mean, I think 95% of oh. women have body dysmorphic disorder. Right. I I can completely agree Disclaimer, with that. that is not a real stat. That's a Liz made up stat. But, but that's my <laughs> speculation. But I'm feeling you on that stat. Because How many women are like, it, damn, I look good. Not, like, uh, not many. Not and they many that I be. know. They should be because they all look wonderful. But we all have this vision in our head slash like the billboards we see out in Unrealistic the, expectations. Mm-hmm, yeah, of what we, we should have be. unrealistic expectations of what we should look like. But yeah, I, I guess for me, I just decided that I wanted to feel better. That's what it came down to, to me. I, I was sick of like, I guess mine wasn't even really about m- the way my body looked mm-hmm. as much as I wanted my mind. Yeah, I was going to say, yours is very anxiety- driven. Yeah. Mine really was. I was like, you know what? There are things that I'm putting in my body or that I'm not putting in my body that is obviously not helping me feel aligned in some way. And so then I just started researching what our body needs for everything to work together. And it ended up being the paleo diet for Mm -hmm. me. But I think that's ultimately where I would like to be in terms of 
kind of the diet or the the lifestyle I think that would best fit. So I actually started experimenting with vegetarianism. And this was a couple of years ago. And I was vegetarian for, it's not that long, but it was a good six months at least. And I thought I had, I thought I felt great. At that time, that's when we were on our we workout were kick. This was what, two or three years ago now? Probably three. We were going to hip hop dance class all the time. All the time. We were going to body blast class. We were running three, four you were doing your half marathon at mm-hmm. that time. Like we were running hardcore. I lost a ton of weight. We both. Over the that span of time. We were in our prime, I think. <sighs> oh. But let's also talk about this. We weren't getting master's degrees. We were not. Well, it, you you actually were I That was before it. my math. You're right. It was right before though. I think I had kind of transitioned while we were in that stage into getting my master's and then I fell off the bandwagon. So anyone pursuing like graduate degrees, none of this applies to you. Just get through and do whatever you got to do. Or <laughs> here's, my, not able to- here's my <laughs> advice for you. If you are pursuing a higher degree, don't be hard on yourself. Be better than us and choose to not eat all of the things and try to work out, even if it's just a 15 minute yoga video in your living room. Because What I had done and what Liz had done Mm -hmm. was we were on this awesome kick of healthy eating, healthy workouts. And then we're like, let's be smart and get master's degrees. And then I personally decided to just eat all of the things and not work out as much as I was. Same, same. I didn't have time. Well, that and Zach's job changed. And it used to be that he was home during the day and he could cook. And I would come home to a beautiful, healthy, lovely meal. And then all of a sudden he has more evening meetings than I do. Plus I'm in school at this point. And so- So you have nobody to cook food for you. Chipotle all day, every day. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Chipotle is still my go-to when I don't have food. Yeah. It's so good. It's okay. It's the not the worst of the choices that you could make. Yeah. It's not a double bacon cheeseburger. Exactly. So we're fine. But uh, yeah. So then after- the master's was over and my life had settled. I'm still waiting for mine to settle. My life has definitely settled. This was last year for me. It was also as soon as my master's ended was also at the same time that I wasn't teaching choir at two buildings. I was just down to one building. Mm -hmm. So what had happened was I had this five-year span of overworking myself at two buildings, getting my master's degree and then getting engaged. And then all of a sudden... I had none of that anymore. And my body was like, oh, I can relax now. All this cortisol I'm pumping into you was just going to come to like this awesome climactic point where I just decided to explode into an anxiety-ridden mess. And then that's when I decided that obviously I wasn't treating my body slash my mind as good as it deserved for, you know, five years of my life. Oh, I think I'm at the point you were at when you exploded. Because <laughs> I just got done with masters. It's been like, go, 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 go for me. And I'm just now at the point where I'm like, okay. But I don't think, but see, the difference between you and me at this point in our lives is that you're more aware than I was, I think, when this happened last year. Oh, I absolutely know what I need to be doing. Right. I just don't want to do it No, yet. you are. I haven't. Well, I've been trying. So. Yeah. I mean, I did eat a my boss went to Europe and brought me back Swiss chocolate, like all of the Swiss chocolate, and I have eaten all of it. So here's the thing, though. 
when it comes to all of this calorie counting, diet, fad, whatever, is when we just restrict, when we restrict ourselves, it causes way more harm psychologically to our body. And if you're trying to tell yourself you can't have that chocolate and you're craving the chocolate, you're just causing yourself stress. Like eat the chocolate, you know? You're not going to eat it for like three years and have a bunch of it every single day. If your boss brings you back chocolate, eat some chocolate. You'll be fine. I think that's where this all comes into play. I know. I beat myself up. I, you know, yell at myself. I do too. And I'm like, I'm preaching this to you and I do the same thing. Well, and the problem for me is I, Zach and I love, like, I have a love for food unlike anything else in this world. I am Italian. (laughs) Like the whole idea about family gatherings is based around food. Like we went to, we just, as you mentioned, we had happy hour. And like, well, I didn't eat a whole lot during the day so I could prepare for this feast. See there, you're doing it again. You didn't eat a lot so that you could load in all your calories later in the day. I should just, but see, if I live every day like that, then I'm, eating like 3,000 calories a day if I were to eat my breakfast and lunch and then this extravaganza. I know I interrupted your thought, so I'm sorry. (laughs) But I just had my own thought tying into what you just said is, does the calories really matter? Because if you are feeding your body all whole, healthy, nutritious foods that your body knows how to process, then it really shouldn't matter how many calories you're putting into it, right? I mean... I don't think you want to eat. I know almond butter isn't terrible for you. And I'm sure you don't want to eat a whole tub of almond butter every day. But that's also not balancing, giving yourself a well-balanced diet. Like, I think it doesn't matter. I really truly think that calories do not matter. They probably don't. I'm just very, that's how I've lived for. Well, and you ever. And you are Let's be honest. You are going to lose weight if you restrict your calories. That's the thing is that I've that that's how I've lost weight, and so that's but my go-to. But does go-to. losing weight mean you're healthy? No, but I probably shouldn't be lugging around this extra fifteen pounds I have strapped to my body right now. But here's the other deal: is that there are probably other ways. And for the record, you look freaking hot today. She strolls in from her date night, freshly cut hair, wearing, Got my poncho on my wearing ponchos, this gold necklace, leggings, these tall black boots. And mind you, I'm sitting on the couch in a school sweatshirt, <laughs> leggings, hair up she, in a bun. She texted me, I look like a bum, FYI. And after the champs, I almost texted, I look freaking awesome. Well, she does. But I didn't. <laughs> but you do, you know? And, but, okay, so, you look great, but I'm saying if you want to lose those 15 pounds, I don't think it has to be by calorie counting. No, I just, I think it would take care of itself if I was eating the right things and eating a more balanced diet and exercising because I haven't exercised. I mean, we're talking, I work out like three times a month. This That's been what I've been doing for the past couple, I mean, like hardly even at all. And I think it's just getting back into a routine. Oh yeah. When you fall off the bandwagon, it's so hard to get back on. Like I, right now, I feel like I'm in a pretty good swing. I, cause you just bought the same yoga package as me. Mm -hmm. So I have like my days of the week that I like to go to yoga. And on my off days, I like to run outside until, you know, it's getting winter here soon. So I'm going to have to find something different. But when I was in, getting my master's there, what like the last thing I wanted to do was 
to get up off my couch once I had finally gotten home and work out. Yeah, it was It's just impossible. hard to get yourself back into the swing of things. And you're just now coming out of it. So I know, I need to be yourself, a little easier on yeah, myself. Yeah, give yourself some time. Well, let me tell you about the feast I had tonight. Please. Like I had um, chorizo and some kind of salami thing and wild boar that I did not like. And candied figs, some beet jam, some mm. cheese, some crostini. This sounds perfect. Cornichon, little pickles, little baby gherkins. Was this your appetizer? Yeah, we just got little like plates. We got Aww. a charcuterie. Where did you guys go again? The Sycamore in German Village. It's nice. good. Um, we got poutine fries. How really good. good did you feel after eating the food? Oh, I feel great. Because I love... I love food, Nina. Like, I, I cannot express. I, I hear, I I hear vac- you. I plan my vacations around what I'm going to eat. I love food. I think for me... It's the Southern in me and the Italian in you. I know. I just love it. I love it so much. But I will say me changing to uh, a paleo lifestyle, I think I'm starting to change my taste buds a little bit. Like, what did I tell you I had tonight for dinner? Me and oh, Cody made homemade mm-hmm. pizzas. And we have gluten. We got gluten-free crust from Trader Joe's. And I bought... Vegan cheese. Vegan cheese. Yeah. Because I'm trying not to eat dairy for a couple of reasons. One, because it's really inflammatory in the body and that causes acne. And two, because according to like the paleo lifestyle, we don't really need dairy. It wasn't something that our ancestors ate and our body doesn't need. So I'm trying just to see how I feel cutting it out. And also, I'm not really doing the paleo thing because of the, like, what our ancestors ate. It's not really because of that. You're I just, just kind of doing like a whole food diet. Yeah, it's diet. really just a whole foods diet. I just, I connect with it. I, it makes sense to me. Like, why no, would we not eat whole food, no processed ingredients diet? You know, my you know? boss just came back from Europe and she said she's never felt better from a, health standpoint mm. from a digestive standpoint she has like you know some some health issues that flare up in the states and she said they're like non-existent over there probably because our food is yeah filled with stuff that we don't need right now processed and Thespina said the same thing when she was in Austria that you like if you want ice cream they just like milk the cow yesterday right. for the ice cream it's not it's not like what it is here it's so sad That's another thing that just really frustrates me is that I feel like us as Americans are tricked. Yeah, why don't we deserve the good freshly milked cow ice cream? Dang it. Not only that, but I feel like the media is trying to push onto us what is healthy and what isn't healthy. And it's fake. Like when they put on a package, low fat in big green letters, that's not healthy for you just because it says low fat. I mean, actually, when you take out the fat, you're adding more sugar. So the problem, have you seen um oh, what is that documentary? Sugar coated, I think it is. No, but on I, Netflix, it's on my list. You gotta watch it. It's phenomenal. But that's ultimate I mean, that's really where a lot of our problems are, is that there's sugar packed into everything. If you notice on your nutrition labels, they'll give you a daily percentage of like how much fat, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I've reached this percentage of my daily intake or this daily percentage of sodium. They don't do that for sugar because the sugar lobby has advocated to not have that. There is this whole other side of the nutrition world. And it has to do with 
big businesses getting what they want. And it drives me insane. So if you research the history of the food pyramid, it is so disheartening that they change it and they modify it according to what, I don't know if it's big businesses or big names in government or what. No, it's whoever's lobbying and paying the most to have the laws passed that suit, you know, whether it's, you know, big agriculture, big, you know, the whole Monsanto, all of that genetically modified. Right. And it's to the, it's, it's at the expense of us and our health. So they're trying to push onto us what they believe, or not what they believe, what they want us to believe is a healthy diet, when in all reality, it's just what they want us to purchase to Mm -hmm. help them make more money. So I wish that there was just a way that I could kind of spread this message to the masses that there is a better way when it comes to feeding your body. And well, I looked at getting my health coach license, but I think that's probably the way to do it. I know. It's so expensive though. I'm sure. It's ridiculously expensive. I mean, okay, not ridiculously. It's like $5,000. It's an investment. But it's still, yeah, it's an investment. So a part of me is wondering if I should just keep reading the books that I'm reading and just keep studying all of the different diets. Because I know personally that I've felt really, really great being on the paleo diet. Mm -hmm. But... If you want to be vegan or if you want to be vegetarian or if you feel really good calorie counting, you do it. Then you do it to it. You do what helps you feel the best. I haven't identified what makes me feel the best because I haven't consistently done any one thing. I think for you, what makes you feel the best, <laughs> projecting onto you. Do it. Project away. I don't know what I want. <laughs> I think what makes you feel the best is when you just have a consistent workout schedule. Yeah. And, and when you are eating. Cooking consistently. Um, yeah. And when you're cooking consistently, you're been eating, eating out whole healthy so foods. Much. It's hard because when you get busy, you want to eat out. I completely get that. I completely get that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's just, I think it comes down to again, what makes you feel the best? Because I think if you're basing it on your body image, it's kind of not strong enough. But that, I think that's been my problem is it's it's very short term. Like I just got to do yes. this long enough so that I look like this. And then and then what happens is exactly what happened before was, you know, recently I said I lost some weight of like a couple years ago and I did what I needed to do, did it, did it, did it. And then it wasn't sustainable, mm-hmm. especially as my life picked up. And then right back on because I haven't adjusted. I haven't adjusted my lifestyle. It's been a diet thing. And I think that's, it needs to be a lifestyle adjustment. So, but I love food. Well, yeah, but of all that I've been researching and all of the podcasts I've listened to about this topic and all of the people that have talked about their struggles with this topic, it sounds like what they needed to do is they, they needed to heal their mindset around food. And <sighs> And by doing so, I mean, a lot of what I've read is that people had to talk to therapists or coaches and it comes down to accepting your body for what it is, number one. Deciding that what you're putting into your body is not to change the way that it looks necessarily, but to to nourish it and nourish it and I'll tell you what's really helped me in the past few months is aligning nutrition to mental health because 
I feel like our body and our mind are so ridiculously interconnected. And like what you feed your body sends information to your neurotransmitters. And then this, you know, all submits the feel-good um, hormones like serotonin and dopamine. And all of these things like are interconnected. And so if you're number plus one- sleep. Like I feel like there's so many sleep, different parts of- I feel hydration. like right now my body and the way I- Just because I've been like ridiculously stressed and just- coming out of the master's stuff and then work's been really busy and just like, go, 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 life. Um, which I guess it is for everyone. Who am I to be like, eh, I'm so busy, but... No, but um, every... But that's, but that's the thing been, is everybody's life is busy. Everybody's doing in the same issue together. I just feel like I haven't... If I could just get everything firing on all cylinders where I was feeding my body the right stuff and hydrating myself enough and sleeping enough and being mentally you know, on top of doing meditation and, mm-hmm. and trying to connect to myself in a more uh, deliberate, self-aware kind of way. Like if I could get all of that firing, but I, it seems like in life, I just like, I there's one and then all the others fall and then there, I pick another one and then the, all, all the others fall. Like I just can't seem to get the balance that I want I don't, from all of them. I don't necessarily think that we're going to be firing on all cylinders 100% all the time. You're talking to a perfectionist, Nina. I know. I know. <laughs> but I don't think that's a real thing. I know I think it's that not. We I know can find balance. I think that we can achieve balance in feeding ourselves whole nutritious foods and getting in our meditations throughout the day and, you know, trying to get enough sleep. But for us to hold this expectation over ourselves that we need to do all of it perfectly is going to kill your sanity. And then you're going to get all those nasty chemicals coming through that just make you feel like you're not Shame good enough. City, Brene Brown. Yeah, connecting it back to Brene Brown, episode one. I definitely, I, I can't wait to get to the place where you are at. I can't, because I still- I'm not at a place. I'm not at a, a special place though. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I've just, I'm still in the struggle, Neen. So am I. Here's my struggle. I struggle between, because I'm prone to anxiety, I sometimes struggle between doing what's right for me mentally and then overanalyzing what I'm eating still. So mm. although I'm, ha- I'm living a very paleo lifestyle where I'm trying to eliminate processed foods, I'm trying to eat, you know, all whole foods, all of that goodness. Like today when I had my pizza, it was a gluten-free pizza and I bought vegan cheese. I looked at all of the ingredients on the vegan cheese and I was Aww. like, uh, this is not, this is processed, you know? Like it's not dairy, but it has all this other stuff in it. And I start to get catch myself in the cycle. Like I, yeah. I still do it. You know what I mean? I still catch myself. I just feel like you're you're a little further ahead than I am right now. Well, I'm glad that it seems that way. <laughs> Right now, I'm just like, I don't know, torn between recovering from the stress slash loving food slash knowing what I need to do slash dealing with past issues. That's the the crossroad I find myself in today. So where I'm at in this whole conversation is I think that first and foremost, when it comes to food and our habits, I think that we need to process process our past when it comes to it first. I think we need to sit down and we need to say, this is what I've historically done when it comes to food. 
And even journal. I think journaling is a great thing to do. Like, this is how I feel about my body. This is what I've historically done to my body. This is what I've used, used to feed my body. This is what I'm currently feeding my body. And kind of just building like this roadmap of, of where you are when it comes to really feeding your body idea. and nutrition. It's a really good idea. Let's do it. After this podcast, let's go down and let's journal My it out. My roadmap is going to be, you're going to be like, what the hell are you eating, Liz? No, I love it though. But then after we kind of like know our basis of where we are and our, and our idea of our body image and our idea around food, then I think we can sit down and be like, you know what? This is where I want to be. And these are the goals I have for myself. And then we really just have to like learn to cast out cast out our fears around food and turn it more into embracing how we want our body and our minds to feel. Yeah, I don't know, Liz. I guess if we want to kind of pull this around full circle, I think what it really comes down to is everybody needs to find what works for them. And if that's calorie counting for you, like we said, or if that's the vegetarian diet or the vegan diet or the paleo diet, or, whatever makes your or mind diet, feel better or just eating whatever you want. You know what I mean? I think we've kind of discovered through talking this out, work on your body image stuff first and then feed your body what it needs to be its best self second. Mm-hmm. Kind of seems to be the conclusion we've arrived at. And when... You have fear-based thoughts around food. Are they really coming from a place of love or are they coming from a place of shame. like self-sabotage and shame? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then you know you're not making, in comparison, you're right. And if, if that's the case, then you know you're not making the right choice when it comes to your food and your nutrition. I think that when I can have a piece of chocolate cake and be like, you know what? This isn't going to make me look terrible. chocolate cake? I don't think I've ever seen you eat chocolate cake. Yeah, I don't know. Liz, you know what I think it's coming down to, to me? It's making me realize that I probably don't have a healthy, a healthy self-image when it comes to food because I'm still restricting and I shouldn't necessarily be restricting. Like, it's okay for me to live this whole healthy paleo lifestyle and diet. And have a piece of damn but to cake. also have a piece of damn cake. Yeah. On my birthday. <laughs> I think I had a bite of the cake, okay? <laughs> you did. And then I was, then you were like, everyone else eat. And I was like, don't mind if I do. Yeah, but that, but there, there it is, is that we all have our little, our little food demons. And mine is, I'm Sweet. still kind of, yeah. And I'm still kind of fearful that, see, here's my fear. Is that what I put in my body is going to spark anxiety. That's my fear. It's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, I'm afraid it's going to like make me gain 10 pounds. But that kind, that fear actually is secondary to if I put this in my body, is it going to mess up the the chemicals and hormones and structure that I've worked so hard to build? My fear is that I will be 400 pounds and no one will love me. That's such an intense fear. It is. But so irrational. And I'm not saying that to be mean. No, but it is. But also my fears are rational. If I eat a piece of chocolate cake, I'm not not going to go have a panic attack. Kind of like I'll go crazy with joy, <laughs> right? Over chocolate, you know. Cake. But and if you eat a piece of chocolate cake, you're not going to gain 400 pounds, and like nobody's going to love you. I, I I will love you, Liz. I will love you if you're bedridden. <laughs> my 600 pound life. I was life. just thinking my 600 pound life. I'm glad you'll support me. I will. I know I will it's, not, it's not realistic. I just know that I learned very young, as I've said, that people were my friend 
when I lost weight. And so like when my brain was forming, I adopted that false story very aggressively. And I subconsciously think that if we are, I'm being super vulnerable tonight. I love it. I, I honestly think that if, I mean, not really. Like if you were like, Liz, do you really honestly think this logical Liz is like, no. Mm-hmm, but subconscious mm-hmm. Liz is like, yeah, if I'm giant, people will talk bad about me and no one will want to be my friend. And Zach will leave me and everyone will hate me. Isn't that crazy? I, it's actually not crazy at all because I think we need to figure out what in our childhood has stemmed these fears for us. So my business coach said, he said, everything that we deal with now is just from our childhood. We, some kind of coping mechanism yes, yes, that yes, we yes. used back in childhood that now no longer serves us. Um, I'm going to bring this back to The Universe Has Your Back, the book I was talking about mm-hmm. in the beginning of the podcast, because her whole thought, again, is to cultivate like where this fear is coming from and change it to love because ultimately the fears that we have are not serving us. They're, they're some, it's something that we learned as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. from childhood when we weren't mature enough to know what was right and wrong, what was truth and what was false. And we've just like our subconscious held has, on to it, mm-hmm, held on to it. And now here we are in our late 20s and it sabotages us. Yeah. And the thing is now, the problem is in our late 20s, we know like, okay, so my body dysmorphia of feeling like I'm going to be 400 pounds and unloved or my fear of eating something and then having, you know, crazy anxiety attacks, those aren't real. That's not reality. That's not real life. But something in my childhood and something in your childhood triggered these deep fears for us. And somehow they've manifested to what they are now in the food world. Right. I mean, it can be, it can manifest itself in anything, but it's manifesting itself right now for us when it comes to nutrition and feeding our bodies and diet and exercise. I just want everyone who's listening out there, just a friendly reminder that you are not alone. See, if you have felt this way and I'm assuming someone else has felt this way. I'm assuming that most of the <laughs> girls that I talk to have felt this way. We're in there with you. We're right in there and with you. And we don't have it figured out yet. We're trying. We're working on it. The one thing that makes me feel really, really good in all of this mm-hmm. is that our body knows what to do to heal itself. And that's something that works for me just to remind myself whenever I'm fearing, feeling fearful or whenever it comes to food or whatever the case may be, just to say your body is stronger than you know and your higher self is stronger than you know. and if ever I'm feeling fearful, I just need to say, your body knows what to do. So just trust yourself. Trust your gut. It's true. Your gut knows what to do. Yeah. So I guess in closing, you do you. (laughs) That's our, the theme (laughs) of this podcast, the entirety, every single episode is you do you. You do you. In a healthful and mindful way. In a love based, fear, non-based way, you do you. And dig into the shame, figure out what's causing your negative feelings, address it. I've started addressing it. Me too. And then, but then figure out how to cope. And that's where I'm struggling. And And it's a journey. Yeah. We're all on a journey. You are not alone. 
Hey, that's the title of my blog post, by the way. Shout out. Head over to wineandshinepodcast.com and you can check my blog post that is actually entitled You Are Not Alone. Did not even plan that. We've got Vivino, Wine and Shine Podcast. We've got, as Nina mentioned, our website, wineandshinepodcast.com. Please subscribe, review us. We love feedback. We've gotten some love from people. It makes our hearts so happy. And keep listening. All right, guys. Well, that's all that we have for you tonight. If you are interested, please join us on next week's episode. We will be talking about grocery shopping and the woes. And it's expensive. And how expensive it is and why it sucks. (laughs) Um, So that's next week's episode. But for now, we're going to be tuning out. So you guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See ya.